following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. We are a pair of smarts that love to talk wrestling, but let's face it. It's not what it used to be, and you're about to find out why in a couple of seconds here. My name <laughs> is Jose Solerzano, uh, and he is my co-host, the baddest guy around, uh, a frequent watcher of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, apparently, oh. <laughs> Jermaine Meredith. How's it going, my friend? Calm down, buddy. I'm I'm all right. I'm a bit fired up because of our discussion before you hit. Record, I know we were doing we'll some. We were doing some pre-production before we hit record, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! You're doing the show here. Just hold on a second. Let me press record. Let's get this started. <laughs> yeah, I even said I hope you hit record already. Yeah, because this could be a banked episode or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm telling you. We're gonna get we're into talking it for at least twenty minutes. We were. We started. I know. I should have pressed record about about stuff that we'll get into. Oh, we're going to get into it right away because oh, I was shocked, first and foremost. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people were shocked to listen here that you watch AEW now. Uh, that used to be me. <laughs> um, and then I stopped. I just gave up. And then now you're the one watching it. I, I might pick it up again because there's some, you know, like we talked about last week, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk possibly joining AEW. Yeah. Um, so I might pick it up. But you've been watching and you watched the show last night, and we're going to talk about that. But coming up on the show, we're also going to be talking uh, about, you know, the cost of becoming a professional wrestler. Uh, we'll be talking about also later on in the show some little fun things that I've been wanting to talk about about uh, wrestling collecting. And this is a good way of starting that conversation here on the Boulevard, Jermaine. So it's a packed show. Keep it here. But let's get to it, all right? This is what you tune into last night, Jermaine. It's Wednesday night! and the great Tony Schiavone and ladies and gentlemen tonight our main event has no rules it is Chris Jericho versus Nick Gage it not, will be physical not only that JR a huge trio alright so that was the main event for last night but before the main event Jermaine you watched the opening contest <laughs> of fight it's not fight for the fallen apparently it's fight for the falling yeah According to JR. Um, and that was the Elite versus the Dark Order in a 10-man elimination match, right? Is that is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, exactly so... what it was. I... Look. This was my whole involvement with this show. I didn't even watch the whole show, okay? Because I knew it was going to be trash from start to finish. Um, not only... I mean, the main event, you had Nick Cage being in there with Jericho and the No Rules match. But um, the only thing I saw the clip of of this match that we're t- about to talk about is the young, one of the young bucks, one of them doing a melted driver <laughs> off the outside and missing a basket. For some reason it was a basketball net out there. He missed a shot and then he nailed the melter driver. And I'm like, you know what? That's enough for me. Right. And, <laughs> and before doing the show, before our production meeting here and before hitting record, I tried watching that match to, to talk about it right now. I had to turn it off, man. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do I it. I couldn't do it. And so then I fast forward everything to uh, talk about, to watch the Jericho and Nick Cage match because, you know, that was the main event and we have to talk about it here, which I do have some thoughts, obviously. But please tell me why you watched that Elite and Dark Order match from start to finish. Why? That thing took up, let me see here. That thing took up, I'm not kidding like you, Jermaine. Half an hour or more. It took two commercial breaks. It took 33 yeah. 
minutes. Yeah. 33 minutes. You watched that thing. Yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I did. Why? Okay. The reason why I watched this match, <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> I, I'll just say this. The reason why I watch this match is, Jose, you put me on to Jim Cornette. Yes, I did. <laughs> you and my brother, my older brother, have put me on to Jim Cornette. And I've been watching, or rather listening to a lot of Jim Cornette's rants about AEW. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? Jim Cornette is a respected voice in the wrestling world, and he loves wrestling. Yes. And he's all about the psychology. He's all about character development. He's all about that stuff. Well, he's, so like, he's about wrestling what? making sense. That's what Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I want, too. So this guy has nothing good to say about the elite. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Let me see firsthand what he's talking about. Yeah. So lo and behold, I'm watching AEW and I see the elite squad. And I'm like, what? What's going on? Why are they in Space Jam jerseys? Why is Don Callis in short shorts? And Daisy Dukes. Uh, yeah. And so the elite squad is with Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and two other guys I don't know. So they come out. They're dribbling basketball and they're shooting threes and dunking before the match. Match gets started. And I'm watching all of this. Yeah. And just none of it makes sense. And I can see why Jim Cornette rags on all of this. Mm-hmm. And one of the examples that I saw is when the Bucks and Kenny Omega were fighting Hangman Page. And... <laughs> They delivered a triple super kick to this guy. Right. All three of them hit him square in the face. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, that's it. Match is over. One, two, kick out. <sighs> Nobody interfered. No one saved him. The guy just kicked out. I'm like, wow. Okay, I'm going to, I got to exit out of this. Yeah. I can't watch this anymore. But it gets worse. <laughs> you didn't turn it off. <laughs> no. Because I saw. Kenny Omega, one of the Bucks, holding this guy up on the ropes while one of the Bucks does a high, uh, a high risk maneuver onto him. Mm-hmm. He lands the maneuver. One, two, kick out. I'm like, all right, I'm done. But no, it gets worse. <laughs> Somehow, Hangman Page gets out of that, eliminates one of the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I think he eliminates another one. So it's just him and Kenny Omega left. Like he's uh, I, I couldn't. This is worse than Dean Ambrose <laughs> because Dean Ambrose just, or I should say John Moxley. Yeah, because he straight up no sells. <laughs> okay? Oh yeah, forget about he, it. He would just lean back on the ropes and they just make a comeback on you. Mm. But yesterday was one of the worst ring psychology stuff I've ever seen. Oh, it's that's it's non-existent. It's thrown out the window. That's oh, a lot. There, there is no ring yeah, psychology. That's... It's just a, a, a botch fest. Sorry, a botch fest. Yeah, spot fest. Yo, the same thing. I mean, I watched the main event spot here. Fest, botch fest. Yeah, this is the same thing for the main event. Um, Nick Cage versus uh, Chris Jericho. It was... That was hard to watch. It was so hard to watch. It was, it's a spot fest. There's no ring psychology. It's just them getting a reaction from the crowd. And just being obnoxious, really. I mean, it's just... I felt like I was at an indie show. 
a mud show. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it was. A and you know what's the sad thing about this is, yeah, and in, you know, mud shows, mud show wrestling matches, death matches, they all have their specific niche and their own specific um, dedicated fan base, very passionate fan base, right? But my whole thing with AEW is like we we were promised a, a sports based factual statistics and 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 realistic wrestling from the beginning, and they've never ever given that given that to us from the beginning. Nope. And it's just getting worse and worse. Thrown out the window. Yeah. And like you said on the on the chat, you're like they went full mud show. They went full uh no, <laughs> what you, what'd you say? Mud show or uh mud show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like what are you doing? It's just not it's just not fun anymore. And and of course I bet the Young Bucks had to throw everything that they do into the match, which is why the match was like thirty minutes. Right? Yeah. It's just, it's just I don't know. I'm happy I didn't watch that. You know, and I felt and I was upset of me watching um, the main event for Fight for the Fallen, which was Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho. I knew this was going to be a mess because of Nick Gage. If you don't know who he is, he is the king of the death match, I guess, in North America. The man cannot wrestle an ounce. He no. is slow. He just relies heavily on weapons. Yes. Sloppy even. It. Um, takes so long to set up his own death traps. Um, I don't know how this guy is over. I just don't get it. I, I mean, was cringing when he took <sighs> a broken piece of the light tube and was carving Chris Jericho's head. It was so unnecessary. I was cringing because there was that was pretty violent, yeah. and also he was barely touching his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, come on. I know. He's, he's stomping his feet in the ring yeah. to make it look like he's really yeah. carving. Jericho's head, but no. Wait, and, and we just, all know that fifty-five-year-old man or however old he is can't yeah, handle that. He can't handle that. And, and right from the beginning, they're like, "Oh, this match is so dangerous." He takes a pizza cutter and he slashes Chris Jericho's bicep right in his arm. Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, that's so dangerous!" Oh my god! And I'm like, "Yo, I, I, I can't believe I'm about to watch this, but okay, let's watch it." You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, it was it, it was a mess. It, it was just unnecessary. But, honestly, I don't know what they're going to do for the fourth and fifth labor of Chris Jericho. But this, to me, made more sense if they were going to do it either way. For it to be the fifth labor. Because Jericho was pretty much... I mean, at the end of the show, he looked dead. You know what I mean? Like, he he went through so much. He went through so much uh, violence and danger and and all this stuff. He got beat up, man. It was a bloody mess. He was a bloody mess at the end. So for me, it would be like, let's have this at the end, the fifth labor. So when he faces MJF, he's going to come in there weak, injured. Is he going to be able to beat MJF, right? That would make more sense. Now, I don't know what they have planned for four and five, but I guarantee you, I don't think it's going to be as gruesome and as violent as this second labor was. Uh, with Nick Gage, it just it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. In that, I'm just thinking long term here. You know what I mean? Uh, Here's the thing that I, I don't understand. Yeah. Why does he want to fight MJF so badly? There's no title on the line. There's nothing. Yes, uh, it's just like, hate. Why? It's just a, a rivalry. I hate. I guess just working with the guy who can do a promo. I guess maybe giving him the rub. But this is only going to work if MJF wins and. The way this is going, it's like you're going to put Jericho through all these five labors, which he's obviously going to win all five labors because you know this is us being smart marks here. We're going to have an MJF and Jericho match at the next pay-per-view, but it's only going to make MJF look good if he wins, right? But 
Exactly. Because I think Jericho said if he can't beat these five labors and beat MJF, then he's not cut out for the wrestling business anymore. Right? And you got to factor in this, Jermaine. Jericho's going to go on tour with Fozzie. So uh, how long is this labor going to... I mean, it's been happening weekly, weekly here, but um, with the third labor taking on next week, which I am a little bit excited about. But it's just, I don't know where they're going with this. I, I just... Obviously, we kind of know, but they can really swerve and take another route if they wanted to, right? Because really what this is yeah. is a celebration of Jericho. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And the only impressive thing from that match for me was Jericho actually being able to hit that Frankensteiner. It wasn't a super Frankensteiner, but yeah. it was a Frankensteiner. And uh, I thought he was going to break his neck. Yeah, I thought he was going to land on his head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so I'm like, glad. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm glad he nailed it. But here's my next problem with that move, Jermaine. And this is where I don't get the booking, all right? At the end of the match, after Jericho wins with the Judas effect, after being put through all that pain and misery, right? Again, psychology out the window. Yeah. MJF comes out and he says, Jericho, for your third labor, so you already had it already planned out, you know what I mean? He didn't even take a week to announce it. He says, after surviving this absolute bloodbath with Nick Cage... You will be facing none other than your rival, the Juice, Juventud Guerrero. Now, if you don't know who Juventud Guerrero is, guys, Google him. I'm sure you know him from WCW, or unfortunately, you know him from the Mexicools. Don't at me about the Mexicools, by the way. I'm just letting you know, all right? Now, this I'm excited about because you know I'm a big fan of Lucha Libre, Jermaine, and I'm all about Latinos Unidos Poderoso. You know what I mean? So I'm happy that Juventud Guerrero is going to get his spotlight on television 15 years after he had his time in WCW on TNT on that network. Okay, good for him. And there is some history here. Remember, uh, uh, this is kind of like a callback to 2019 when MJF and Jericho shared the ring for the first time and Jericho name-dropped Guerrero while insulting MJF and MJF is like, who's that? And he Googled him and then now he's bringing him back to face uh, Guerrero. So I'm excited about that, right? And there's a lot of history there because in 1998, yes, 1998, these guys had a lot of matches Great physical Lucha Libre matches. Now, I don't know if we're going to get that here. I don't know what we're really going to get. and But I do know that Guerrero is out for revenge because Guerrero was forced to unmask after failing to win the Cruiserweight title from Chris Jericho uh, in 1998. So there's history here. I like that. Okay, There's a good idea there. But where I don't like it is when MJF says that Jericho has to win performing a top rope maneuver. He just performed yeah. a top rope maneuver against Nick Cage. Exactly. A Frankensteiner. What top rope maneuver is Jericho at his age, at his size, is he going to be able to do to put away Juventud Guerrero? Probably uh, gonna. He's. You think he's gonna try to do an elbow drop? <laughs> that's so. Do you? So okay. lazy. A lot of people are saying, and I'm reading a super Frankensteiner. Do you honestly think Jericho can jump that high to do a super Frankensteiner? No, he's gonna break his neck. What is he gonna do? I'm not wishing that. I mean, I'm just. No, I know, but know, he's. He's just not that athletic anymore. No. You can't do that at his age. No, and the whole time I was watching the match with him and Nick Gage, I understand why you say he's overrated. I understand why you're saying that now, because watching Jericho now is it's just a shell of the performer that he was before. And I understand why you can say that. But again, I don't judge them from now, I judge them from like, you know, their whole career, right? But I understand what you're saying. It's kinda hard to watch Jericho wrestle. It really is. It's, it's yeah because he's his career still going on. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of he's still trying to do things that he could do years ago. He can still kind of do them now, but it's so risky. 
and it's yeah, just not you worth feel it. Nervous for the guy when he does it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, when I when I made those comments about Jericho, yeah, you gotta encompass everything. Yeah, or else ignore everything he's done in AEW. Mm-hmm. Because if you ignore everything he's done in AEW, yeah, I still say he's overrated. But oh my god, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Man. Wow, but let's not let's not beat a dead horse. All right, all right, all right. All right. Okay. We, we agree to disagree. Yeah, we agree to disagree. But honestly, Jericho is—he's not that fit to be doing that stuff. No, he's in better shape than me. Yeah. So I'm not knocking him. Like I, I yeah, can't but, do. But I know what you're saying. He's, he's a professional. But, yeah. You expect a lot more from him. He's not getting paid like you know exactly. forty bucks he's an hour. Millions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. I don't know what they're going to do. I want a decent match next week. I want a Lucha Libre style match. Lionheart Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrero, a throwback to WCW. That's what I want, Jermaine. Okay? And obviously, Juventud is not going to go over. We all know that. But at least I want it to be a good presentation. And the way Jericho is going to have to win with this top rope maneuver, I'm scared. I'm scared for his health. I'm scared for Juvi. And they're both... Up there in age. Yeah, and honestly, this is not going to be a. This is not going to be. No, it's not going to be a cakewalk. And honestly, it's just like, is it going to work for the story? Like, what top rope maneuver can Jericho do at this point to beat Juventud Guerrero? I mean, maybe a a a super lion salt from the top rope. I don't know. It's just, it's just not. Again, expectations for this are high, and it's just, it's not going to deliver. I just don't think it is. Unfortunately. But it's a good idea on paper. I would have loved this to nostalgic feeling. Yes. I would have loved this to be maybe like the second labor. You know what I mean? You know, first labor. Okay. Face somebody from uh, the pinnacle. So you have Sean Spears. Okay. There you go. Then second labor. Bring in Hoovy, someone from his past. Third labor. Bring someone from uh, New uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Fourth labor. um, Maybe, I don't know, a past WWE wrestler who we have some history who 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 do we have here um maybe wait for daniel bryan maybe wait for i don't know somebody that they have there's so many guys in the on, on the on the aew roster that were WWE guys and then the fifth labor all right let's put you to the ultimate test something that you've never done before let's put you in a death match with nick gage brutalize him to the end and then you have to face me at a pay-per-view right that would make sense to me but who the hell knows man right yeah that's just that's just me. Although, with all this being said, Jermaine, I am going to be tuning into next week's Dynamite. So I think we should watch it together. <laughs> because not only do yeah, we I'm have... Be watching for sure. Yeah, there's two matches I'm interested in. Uh, obviously, I'm going to watch Jericho and Juventud Guerrero. Uh, Guerrero and then I'm going to watch Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. I want to see if Cody Rhodes can put someone over. I want, I want to see that. Because um, the right thing to do would be to put Malachi Black over. But it's Cody Rhodes, so there's that obstacle to go, right? Yeah. Do you think he's gonna put him over? Um, I hope so. I don't even want to put it in the universe that he's not going to. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't, um, because it's Cody Rhodes and it's all about him. But uh, guy has no self awareness. It's ridiculous. But um, the right move is for Malachi Black to dominate and to win. That's he's over. The crowd was cheering for him last night. You heard him. You watch the whole show. <laughs> Not the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Don't lie. Don't even lie to me now. <laughs> no. I couldn't stomach all of it. Yeah, no. Who can really? You know. 
Um, so I completely missed that. Yeah. I think I switched it when uh, Taz announced his group coming out. Oh, yeah. The FTW champion. I'm just like, man, I can't watch this. They're doing the whole New Orleans yeah. army, uh, the band thing. So I'm just like, man. Yeah, Ricky Starks uh, came this, out. Yeah. This isn't wrestling. No, it's not wrestling. It's not. I did like seeing, though, I, I heard, I didn't see it, but I heard that uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi showed up and he said that he's going to face the winner of uh, Lance Archer and Hikaleo. Uh, for the IWGP United States Championship, that was nice to see there. So we also got a bit of a tease for September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, Darby Allen talking about uh, the, the best in the world, the best in the world. So it looks like Shane McMahon's on the lead. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna bring that uh, Saudi Arabia Cup to to him. To Tony yeah, Khan, how to defend it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You sent me that, right? I was crying. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, that's so good." <laughs> it's not who you think it is, guys. It's Shane McMahon. Okay, it's not. It's not who you think it is. The best in the world. Right. It's actually Shane McMahon. Let's, let's not forget who the best in the world is, right? <laughs> yep. Shane O'Mac, baby. Shane O'Mac. He's coming. He's all elite. He's all elite, man. That Chicago show is gonna be fire. Fire! <laughs> United Center, stand up. <laughs> CM Punk, move over. Yeah, move over. Move over, Phil. You're not CM needed. Who? Phil. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, that was AEW's dynamite fight for the falling, as JR would say. And um, let's move on. You know, now that we take uh, we took the trash out, um, and... Honestly, just toss my hands off. Yeah, hold on. Let me put some hand sanitizer. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Let me do that. We don't want to spread germs. Yeah, uh, we want to thank AEW for providing this opening uh, opening segment here on the 70th episode of the Boulevard, and uh, we have a special guest to uh, wave AEW goodbye. You ready for this, Jermaine? I'm ready. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Boom. All right. So. Moving along, something fun before we get into the main event for today, Jermaine. <laughs> you love that, don't you? <laughs> I can't, I can't, get, I can't get tired of that. Man. Oh, it's so it's good. Um, I'm gonna share something here with you, and um, you know, I've always, and this has been an ongoing thing for Smartdown Boulevard here. We've always been trying, we've been trying to talk about collecting and the action figure thing here on the boulevard i'm an avid action figure collector so are you not so much wrestling of course everybody knows but you still like an action figure right and um this action figure craze is all over the place man and recently mattel good old mattel mattel creations have come out with something now this is a crowdfunding project and the reason i want to bring it up to you is because it's not doing well all right i'm gonna play this video of what you get and then you tell me how much you would pay for this. Okay? Uh, Now, look at your screen there. It's pretty cool. Don't get me wrong. But we'll discuss. Welcome to the new generation of WWE collectibles. We know how passionate the WWE universe is. And because we are a part of that same universe, we're psyched to bring you one of the coolest WWE collector projects in Mattel action figure history. Introducing the WWE Ultimate Edition New Generation Arena. A playset that will take you back in time to the iconic events that launched the careers of WWE superstars. 
Recreate epic matches from beginning to end, starting with this new generation entrance stage. Authentically scaled to Mattel WWE action figures, this first ever neon entrance includes fabric curtains and a light-up frame with multiple light patterns, perfect for those epic, unforgettable superstar entrances. Then, your figures make their way to the Ultimate Edition ring, the most authentic-to-scale WWE ring Mattel has ever designed. No detail was overlooked in creating this ring, from the intricate plank face with fabric mat and aprons, to the ring posts and fabric turnbuckles. And who better to headline your events than the leader of the new generation, Ultimate Edition Diesel, including replaceable hands, a swappable head, and his signature entrance vest. Big Daddy Cool features true FX technology and 30 plus points of articulation. Only 5,000 backers are needed to get these three amazing items into the hands of collectors for $250. What? You got it. When we reach 7,000 backers, Diesel gets an opponent. The Clown Prince of WWE, Ultimate Edition Doink the Clown. Wearing his iconic entrance jacket and his signature mallet, the evil Doink features three swappable heads and replaceable hands. Doink is unlocked at 7,000 backers. <laughs> and when we reach 8,000 backers, you'll get two additional pay-per-view ring skirts, WrestleMania, and In Your House to swap onto the Ultimate Edition ring and create new events and unforgettable moments in WWE history. This is a limited, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that you do not want to miss. The more you support, the more you get. Fund the campaign, unlock all the features, and make your WWE collection ultimate. Alright. I felt like I was watching someone just rage at the screen the whole time. <laughs> but okay. Yeah! Arena! <laughs> <laughs> just eight thousand backers. Yes, the more you propose, the more you support, the more you get. <laughs> All right, so this went live about just over a week ago, Jermaine. All right, and you saw the price there, two fifty. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. There have only been nine 900- American, right? That's American, yes. So yeah. you're talking about all in. You're talking about 340 Canadian for us. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so and that's all you get in the picture: the ring, the steps, yeah, diesel, the ring, the steps, diesel, the, the entrance the, uh, stage. Yes, now and if you if we Not worth it. if we get up to seven thousand backers, we get the two ring two extra ring skirts and the ultimate doink the clown figure. So yeah. far, right? There's 24 right. days remaining, right? So far, only 904 backers out of 5,000 have backed this. It's 18% funded, and you have until August 22nd, 2021 to back this. Now, a lot of people are saying, why? Why aren't people backing this up? Because, number one, it's overpriced, completely overpriced. And the tiers, the unlockable tiers, are crap. You're telling me for an extra 2,000 people, we get an extra figure, right? Doink the Clown, which I don't even think is a really sought-after figure. And if no. we get it up to 8,000 backers, we get ring skirts? Ring skirts? For an additional 1,000 over that? What a joke. It's, like, it's just so badly planned out. And to be honest with you, I don't think we need a new generation arena. I'm going to tell you what I would pay 250 and by the way 250 is just overpriced because each ultimate edition costs about you know 50 bucks the ring and ultimate ring costs about 80 bucks and then an arena costs about 50 bucks so again they're they're making an extra 70 to 80 bucks on this right um 
So it just doesn't make sense to me. The only way I'm paying for this, Jermaine, is this. You ready? And this is my idea yep. for a Mattel Creations, okay? You have the SmackDown Fist entrance arena, right? Yeah. And then you have uh, an ultimate Eddie Guerrero as the figure, and then the Ruthless Aggression era SmackDown ring. And then for an additional, uh, if, if you back the 7,000, you get an ultimate another one. You probably get who was popular at that time, uh, an ultimate Kurt Angle, for example. Yeah, I was just about to say Kurt Angle. Yeah, an ultimate Kurt Angle would be amazing, right? And then if you unlock um, another tier, then I would have probably the um, something like JBL in the limo. I was going to say maybe, yeah, I was going to say maybe you get a limo and then like a a, a separate figure that we haven't seen before, right? So like a car like that. And then if you unlock for another thousand, you get an ultimate JBL. Yeah. That would be amazing. And I guarantee you this would have been filled by now. Oh, for sure. The SmackDown fist. Yeah. Arena? Oh, yeah. And let's take it back a bit. You can do an Attitude Era Ultimate Edition Arena. You get the Raw's War, Titantron, right? You get the ring, obviously. You get probably an ultimate Vince McMahon. You get an ultimate Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. You get an ultimate Stone... Well, they already have an ultimate Stone Cold. You get an ultimate Shane McMahon, ultimate Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Stephanie McMahon, Linda McMahon. They haven't done that. There's so many other things that we want as wrestling fans, but this is what they give us. New Generation Arena. I I get the whole retro thing, but it's just not working. And I don't feel like it's going to get backed in 24 days. I don't think they're ever going to make the target of 5,000. No way. It's cool. When did they put this up? About a week ago. Yeah. It's not happening. No. No. It's just not happening. I'm, I'm I don't sorry. think people want to use it that badly. No. Well, the, plus, the, the interchangeable ring skirts, they just look like yeah. cardboard pieces of paper. That you can yeah. They're, inside, so. they're actually like made of this like plasticky material that it's it, it still mimics like a perfect um ring skirt but it's still kind of rough right because that's to stay in place yeah because yeah. i have an ultimate rings uh, ringside collectibles scaled ring um and, and it's nice don't get me wrong it's a nice thing right but um yeah. and i only got it for 80 bucks right and the only cool thing about this is like the um the the the, the mats so it, it's actually the planks of woods that's pretty cool i've never seen that before but I'm not going to spend 250 for that. Sorry. And, and I don't need a diesel. And honestly, I don't need a Doink the Clown figure either that bad. So it's unfortunate that this was the first ever WWE crowdfunding Mattel Creations thing, and it's not a success. Um, it's a shame. Because if this doesn't work, I feel like they're just going to drop the idea of crowdfunding WWE figures, which yeah, is they, a shame. It's a shame. They need to know what to crowdfund. Yes. I just saw a crowdfund for uh, a Marvel Legends Galactus, which is 32 inches tall. And Oh, yeah. How's that doing, by the way? I haven't checked, but mm. I'm pretty sure that has no problem getting it funded. All right, let's see. And what, who's who's doing that? Uh, Hasbro? Yeah, Hasbro. Okay, let's, let's, take, let's just compare here. Hasbro, Galactus. Um... I think there's over 20 points of articulation in the hand alone. In the hand alone, that's crazy. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh yes, here it is. So we're just comparing here. This is probably going to get funded. So 
Okay. Yeah, there's 32 days left, right? 32 days left. The target is 14,000. So far, they have 9,942 backers. And if I refresh, I believe it's going to go up. So I think it's constant. Yeah, it just went up. Yeah, I see. So it's constant. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's, but this is like $400. Yeah, but I mean, look at the massive figure and 20 points of articulation on the fingers. Jeez, man. That's. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know, man. I'm disappointed. As a collector, man, I, I would be so down for this if it was the right set. But I think they missed the mark, unfortunately. I think this could have been easily a, a mass-produced set that they could have put out there at Toys R Us or Ringside or wherever else. Um, I don't think it has that much of a demand for them to do a crowdfunding I think, for. I think for that, if they're going to stick to a stage, they should include announce tables, the announcers, yes. the ramp, the barricade mm-hmm. around the ring, all of that stuff. Yeah. And then throw in some wrestlers. Yeah, the whole arena, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. For $250, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Throw so in a Michael Cole, Jerry the King Lawler, or whoever. Yeah, throw them in there. Why not? Do that, like, you know, whatever era it is from, do it up like that. People are marked for that. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a shame. But hopefully Hasbro, um, ho- hopefully Mattel takes a page out of Hasbro and listens to their fans and, and just kind of recalibrates their crowdfunding for WWE products because we will support if it's the right creation. Believe me, I would have put my money down 100%. You know me, but it's just I'm not 100% down for this. I'm not. It's a shame. It's a shame. Now, we've babbled a lot, Jermaine. We have to get to the main event. The cost of becoming a professional wrestler. And by God, it's not cheap. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it's not. I did some research as well. So we're about to get into that. Before that, let's listen uh, Let's listen to us because we we let everybody know a little bit of our sponsor over here. And uh, let's take a, a H2O break as well while that happens, Jermaine. All right. We'll be right back on the boulevard. Attention Smarks, calling all Smarks. We want to talk to you about our friends over at Anchor. Many of you are listening to us on Anchor already, but if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. It's free. It's free? Yes, free. And after hearing what Anchor can do for you, you still won't believe that it's free. All right, I'm listening. Continue. So on Anchor, you can use creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more audio streaming platforms. And did we mention that it is all free? All free. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, now is the time to do it and use Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the boulevard. Welcome back to Smart Down Boulevard. All right, we uh, consume some H2O. We're ready to get to the main event this week. It's the cost of becoming a professional wrestler. And man, we can go... This could be a whole course at a university, Jermaine, honestly. <laughs> For real. There's just so Our much research. All of that. Yeah. 
<laughs> part one. Now, part two will be next week, folks. Um, it, there's just a lot to get into. And obviously, we're just going to discuss what really uh, stands out to us and what, you know, we we as wrestling fans. Oh, tell me, Jermaine, have you ever said to yourself, man, I wish I could become a professional wrestler. Have you ever said that to yourself? Of course. Yeah, I think every wrestling fan out there has, right? We watch pro wrestling pretty much all of our lives, and we would want to participate in it. But little do we know, that's a whole different beast, man. Because to get to the ultimate prize, which to me is main event WrestleMania winning the world title, that to me is the ultimate prize. You have to go through so much, Jermaine, right? And for me, at least, I think it all starts with being in the right state of mind and uh, just being able to say, yeah, I'm going for it and doing it because that's the first step for me, right? I mean, being mentally ready to go out there and look for, first of all, a school, a reputable wrestling school to teach you how to wrestle properly. That's a lot. That's a big problem, right? That's true. And there's a lot of scammers out there. Oh, yes. Oh, believe me. And yeah, and really, who's, who's teaching you? Is your uh, professional wrestling teacher accredited? Has he wrestled before? Or is he just one of these, you know, couch potatoes who decided, oh, yeah, I love wrestling. Let me try and pretend and get some money out of people. Like the Undertaker tells you. Yep. He got screwed exactly the first time. To him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I think that we should put on here, and, and I'm taking notes here. I'm taking a – it's wrestling school because you got yep. to go. You got to go That's to wrestling school. So we got wrestling school is the first thing there. Now, wrestling school, obviously, you got to do your research. And uh, how much do you think wrestling school goes for Jermaine? I was so I looked it up. Yeah, me too. It's various, right? On average, yes, it's from fifteen hundred to three thousand five hundred. For how that's many? That's your average. Yeah. Now that's for. And that's not taking into consider uh, into consideration people like, for example like Bully Ray School or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Land Storm. Right. They have their schools. This is probably like your average wrestling school. Right. No, and for I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that those guys that I just mentioned, it's probably upwards of 5000 Yeah, so you're looking anywhere between 1500 to $5,000 for wrestling school. And again, there's no guarantee that after coming out of wrestling school, you're going to be signed anywhere. Exactly. Or you're going to be making the big bucks. I mean, the upfront investment is huge. It's a huge chunk of your time, money, energy, and emotions, and a lot of pain, obviously. And that's just not to consider the fact, too, that you're paying for wrestling school, but you're still paying. I mean, unless you're Kevin Owens or like a bigger set dude, right? You want to be, even Kevin Owens, when he first started out, he was in great shape. So you're talking about meals healthy meals and unfortunately we live in a society where yeah. healthy meals are more expensive than the bad meals <laughs> yep. which is ridiculous so you're talking about let's see a gym membership right um eating better food uh, protein to gain size um or to lose weight right um wrestlers man they spend a lot of money on food and good food a lot of these uh companies now That's are out there who send them food on a monthly basis because it's healthy food yeah. and they, that's how they can control it, right? Yep. Those uh, guys are making lots of money. They are. They're serving chicken breast, mm -hmm. uh, egg whites, yep. all of that stuff. Yeah, honestly. 
How about supplements? That's the type of fuel that they need yeah. every day. And it's so easy for them to just go to like a, a McDonald's or uh, wherever fast food joint there is on their travels and just pig out. But yeah. they got to be smart. You got to be smart. Think about their rain conditioning and all of that. Absolutely. So, yeah, so you're talking about food, supplements, um, uh, gym memberships. I know a lot of, and this, I don't know if it's so common now, but remember um, a lot of wrestlers with tan. Right, there's a lot oh, of tanning yeah. going on. Yeah, right. And tanning ain't cheap, man. I'm telling you, unless you self tan, but that never turns out to look good. Tan. <laughs> <laughs> and there's risk on that, man. Like a tanning membership is expensive, and the risk is like you know you're putting all that all that on your skin. You get skin cancer. There's a lot of a lot of times that, that happens, right? If yeah. that's the route you want to take. So let's say food. Let's do it on a monthly basis. I mean, how much? I mean, we live. You know, we live with our significant others. We know food ain't cheap. So, on a weekly basis, how much do you think, man? Like, you want to you want to say at least two to three hundred dollars a week on food, maybe? Huh. So, I just did some quick calculations. Go ahead. Your, your average pack of chicken breast in yeah. Canada. Okay, go for it. Because chicken breast is like your go-to. Yes. Lean your protein. Meat, right? yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's. That can cost you about 20 bucks for a pack of chicken breast. And then that pack is like maybe seven breasts in it. Okay. So let's say you have seven breasts for the week. Mm -hmm. So that's 20 bucks every week. Mm -hmm. So you do that for the year and it could cost for chicken breast alone just under a thousand dollars. And that's not like that's not you're your, doing that every, every yeah. day. And that's just not even like <clears throat> that's not accounting for like your salads or your like supplements and all that stuff, right? Yeah, because they're not eating romaine lettuce. They have to eat like yeah, like couscous, <laughs> yeah, kale, yeah. And quinoa, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of hard. So, hmm. so I'm saying, you think maybe two hundred to two fifty a week, probably. I think so. I think so. Let me get my trusty calculator here, Jermaine, because we're wrestling fans. We're not mathematicians here. Let me just, let me just punch all this in. Yeah. <laughs> Would you look at that? My calculator just froze. Wow, that's just great. It's too much. <laughs> I can't handle wrestling math. Wow. I'm gonna throw that in the garbage. It's as good as uh, AW wrestling right there. Okay. Let's use the trusty calculator on my uh, computer here because hopefully that's still working. Here we go. Okay, so 250 per week times 52 weeks in a year. That's $13,000 a year. Okay. All right, wrestling school. Let's say wrestling school. We'll take... We'll take the high average, say $5,000 for the whole year, right? So we'll do that per year, 13000 for food. Okay, tanning, I did some research. That's about, you know, you get your tanning done. Let's say if you want to tan, you did 40 bucks per month, 12 months. That's <clears throat> that's an easy math. I think that's 480 a year. So let's do that, Jermaine. Um, not everybody would have to tan, but, you know, let's just let's just do that, okay? There we go. Now, let's move on. What else? Um, ooh, 
Here's another one. Common expense. Wrestling gear. Yeah. You want to look like a professional, right? Yep. You're talking about elbow pads, knee pads, tights, boots. Um, how much, man? How much? Now this is this varies, obviously, because you can you could wrestle in sneakers. We've we've seen that in the in, in present times, obviously. Um, a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, but it, it depends on the gimmick, though. That's right. That's that's exactly it. So we have to kind of give like an average here, pretty much. Uh, elbow pads, knee pads, custom tights, boots, uh, ring gear. Um, and that's something that maybe, you know, you want, what, two, maybe two to three rotating things, right? Yeah. So how do we want to do that? Let's see. I don't think. I'm no. saying that it, on average. Yeah. For a custom. Yeah. For a set of tights and kick pads, it's on average 200. If you're looking for something decent. Something decent. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. 200. Let's do 250 plus your knee pads and elbow pads and all that. Your ring tape. Uh, multiply that by two. If you got two, let's do... We'll do $500. Does that sound okay? Yep. Transportation, man. Oh. How are you getting to your shows? How are you getting to wrestling school? You know, how you working your loops? <laughs> Transportation is a big thing. That's a very common thing. And even WWE wrestlers don't even have it that well. Unless it's in their contract. They're paying for their rental cars. They're paying, right, for their hotels, for their accommodations, right? Um, it's it's not cheap, Jermaine. Not cheap at all. Yeah. It's only, if you're in WWE, the big four is where they cover those costs. Yes. Your hotel mm-hmm. and your your ticket, your travel and stuff like that. Yeah. Um Oh, yes. Nice. That sound was Jermaine sending me some research. <laughs> That's right. Let's see here. These are non-customizable wrestling types. Jeez. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it's not cheap, man. The initial costs suck. <laughs> not to mention the yearly cost. Transportation. We have to give some sort of like, okay, gas, not cheap, obviously. How much could we do tra- transportation per month, man? Like, I don't know. If you're riding back and forth. Um... Yeah, you're you're definitely putting a lot of mileage on your car or rental. That's another thing to consider. Rental yeah, cars. Yeah, there's so much. There is so there's literally so much things to consider. I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do fifteen hundred a year, man. For travel? Yeah. Sorry, fifteen hundred a month. Sorry. And is that okay? So I'm going to include their gas. I'm going to include their, uh, like, your insurance. Because you need yeah. insurance. Don't be, don't, don't be dumb out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's just on a low end. So I'm going to put 18000 a year. And that's just car transportation. Um, 1800 or 1000 18000 per year. Okay, yeah. I'm going to assume that because you're just starting up, that you're not traveling by plane anywhere. <laughs> you're keeping it local. And if you have to travel to Orlando, for example, you're going to take the ride. How, how long is it there's remain to travel to Orlando? 
from here? <laughs> yeah, say if you're a Toronto wannabe wrestler and you get a, oh, man. a gig in Orlando. Driving there, that's like nonstop 21 hours. There you go. Call so, it a day. Yeah, so you're not taking a plane for that. You're taking your car, your beat-up car. You're driving all the way to Orlando and performing at the Mud Show. Yeah, your 98 <laughs> yeah. Corolla. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> with rust all over the side. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have a friend mom who, dad can pick me up yeah yeah <laughs> car broke down it's funny at I, the border i'm pretty sure i have a friend who has a rusted up corolla too so that that's why i was dying just now <laughs> but um yeah you're, you're definitely not taking uh, american airlines or air canada down to orlando i'll tell you that much so no nope. suck it up partner what else jermaine let's move on here so we've tackled wrestling school food tanning your gear, which, my gosh, whoever would wear those gold holographic foil on black spandex lawn tights and pay 80 bucks for it, <laughs> you're, you're just in another world. That's something only Fandango would probably wear. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't talk about uh, hotel stays or motels. Motels. These <laughs> hotels. <laughs> this yep. Hotel is a stretch. Um, yeah, motel. Let's go motels. So, Motels, I mean, in the States, I mean, they're kind of cheap. You're talking about 60, 80 bucks a night. Yeah, it says between yeah. anywhere from $45 and 100 yeah per night. Yeah. And that's and also most of the time these guys just stay there for the night. For and the then night. In the car the next day. Yeah. Making them the next town. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's assume that, let's see, they travel twice twice a month. And let's do fifty bucks. Well, fifty bucks times two is obviously hundred bucks. Let's do one hundred fifteen bucks per month uh, times twelve. You're talking about fourteen hundred a year. And I'm doing this quickly because um, I have a calculator in front of me. I'm not that good at math. Don't don't let me fool you. <laughs> don't let me fool you. This is a fourteen hundred per year on just motels, and this is staying at motels on a low end, Jermaine. Low end because that's yeah. what you can afford, right? Or some of these, some of these guys sleep in their cars. Hey man, make use of that rental car or that or that ninety eight Corolla that's all rusted, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> and then use the bathroom at gyms. Yes, you get your gym membership for. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so another we're, thing. We're going ahead and giving you tips on how to yeah. shave some of that, <laughs> yeah. some of that cost down. Well, you know, a lot of indie wrestlers, what they do is that the same gym that they go to 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 train. Um, to get in shape is you know they shower there, they yeah. they make their food there, they they you know laundry. That's another thing. If you want to do your laundry, you're gonna have to pay for that. Or what a lot of wrestlers do when they're on the road, they wash it in the sink of their motel, hotel, or gyms, and then hang dry that. Yeah, I mean the life of a professional wrestler. What we're trying to get to here is that it's easy to say. I want to be easy. Yeah, it's like I want like I want to be a professional wrestler, but. WWE makes it look so glamorous. It makes it look so attainable yeah. at certain points, but it's not. Like, there's just so much to consider. We're missing a lot here. This is this you is just from yes, and this is just from a fan's perspective, Jermaine. You and I, just from what we know based on our head, and just having a conversation about this, right, as fans. But yeah, it's not glamorous, man. You you have to literally love and make ultimate sacrifices for the wrestling business. And again. Okay. There is no guarantee that you're going to exactly. be a success. Especially if you're on the lower card, too. Yes. Because those lower card guys, like your average WWE superstar, mm-hmm. they're making from 100 to 500 
per year. Yeah. So let's say you're making a hundred grand. All that stuff that we just mentioned, the cost of, mm-hmm. that's eating into a huge chunk of your salary. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, like so your uh, rental car. You're cars. pretty much just making as much as a teacher or a cop. Yep. If you're on the lower end. Mm-hmm. And you're working 10 times harder than a cop or a teacher. Well, yeah. maybe not a cop because they're putting, they're literally putting their life. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say is there the uh, the travel, like the hours, the, the lack of sleep. And the physical. Yeah, the physical. The physical tasks. Well, right, let's talk too, about yeah. the physical tasks there, Jermaine, you just, since you're talking about that. Um, uh, the emotional and physical uh, uh, burden of becoming a professional wrestler. I mean, That's you're right. talking about traveling, no, little to no sleep. Uh, putting your body on the line and your life on the line every night when you perform, which yep. is why the genesis of this is getting into a good wrestling school that will teach you the fundamentals, like how to fall, how to protect your opponent, uh, how to be safe, yep. entering psychology, how to work smart and safe. Um, you're putting your body through a lot of grief. And remember, and Triple H will tell you, there's this classic clip on Tough Enough where Triple H comes and sees him. I know you've probably seen this clip, Jermaine. And he says, Many times. careers are short. You're gone. 300 days of the year, maybe even more. What are your kids doing? What is your wife doing? Who is she seeing? I you mean, have no idea. you have no idea. And that plays a toll on your mental health, too. What do you do to yeah. cope? Right? And And there's just so many avenues to go wrong yeah. instead of right yeah, and a lot of people cope they find their coping mechanisms in booze or drugs or yeah or women sometimes yeah marriages break down yeah yeah, yeah i mean there's a lot more i, to I, I listened to a podcast mm-hmm. where mark merrill was talking to stone cold steve Austin. Oh, he was injured poor mark merrill and <laughs> yeah he found out sable is with brock lesnar <laughs> <laughs> he sees brock lesnar it's like Nope, I don't want no part of this. Yeah. <laughs> you can have her. Yeah. It ain't worth <laughs> it, man. <laughs> well, look at this. Same thing can be said with Matt Hardy and Lita. Matt Hardy got injured. Who was who did Lita confide to? Edge. Right? I mean it, it happens, right? I mean it's just it's it's unfortunate. It really is. But that's just a road for you. And again, we're just fans. This is just from what we know. I'm sure if we had a wrestler here, um, they would just add so much more to this. Um, than we could obviously um and again i think the frustration too i mean the the mental health the emotional effects of becoming a professional wrestler could you imagine i always say this to you and i've i've said this to you and to you know all of our friends when we get together and do a wrestling roundtable um imagine making it okay you paid your dues you're in the wwe right you want to be in the top show and they have nothing for you you're traveling you're putting your body through the travel, yeah. and they have no creative for you, and you're stuck in catering. Yeah. It's, it's like, like you drive to the town. Yeah. Monday night, Raw, you show up, or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, we got nothing for you. Oh, okay. I just wasted gas coming here. You know? like Yeah, and you're contractually no obligated to be there. Ask for the release. Yeah. Yeah, and they're contractually obligated to be there, so they can't be like, oh, no, I'm not showing up to this because you don't have anything. They have to be there yeah, just exactly. in case. Like, yeah. oh, that would eat me alive. Yeah. That would really eat me alive. Or, actually, no, that wouldn't, maybe in the long run it would, like, being jobbed every night without, like, <laughs> a chance. Like, if hey, I was. at least you're on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I know, that's the good side, but if I was getting the Keith Lee treatment, <laughs> I would be pissed. 
<laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah. I would. I would. I'd be furious. Yeah. So there's so much to take in. I mean, oh, that would eat me alive. It really would. And, you know. Yeah. It's funny Funny you mentioned that because I was listening to uh, yeah. FTR talk about that time when they got job to the click. Oh, yeah. They said that they got backstage and I think one of the guys punched a wall because they're so angry. Mm-hmm. And there was like tears in his eyes because not just because they got embarrassed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause and they're there every day. That was awful. Yeah. It's like, they're there every week, week in, week out doing the travel. And then these guys yeah. come in for a nostalgic act and they get buried. Yeah. And he said, not one of them came up to him after and said, thank you or anything. Yeah. Only Xbox did. Yeah. Xbox seems like a nice dude. Yeah. Um, and again, that goes back to what we said in the beginning. There is no guarantee of anything at any time because promoters, man, they're ruthless. And the ultimate promoter, the the rest, the owner of wrestling, I'd say Vince McMahon, right? I mean, he's whatever. Yep. It's what the it's he's like the ultimate boss. I mean, whatever he wants, it's his final say. He chooses really who he wants to push, obviously. And um, you're at the mercy of them, because even if the fans put you over, that doesn't necessarily work all the time. Right, it doesn't because they yeah. can take offense to that. Like, oh, yeah, no one gave you permission to get over. Yeah, like now you need permission to get over. Yeah, it's like what <laughs> in a business that? Yeah, like as a wrestler, another thing that we need to mention: mm-hmm. you're 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 self contracted out to the, the wrestling company. Yes, you're offering your wrestling services, so to speak, to a company. So you have to be in business for yourself in mm-hmm. a way, right? So you can't even, you, you need permission to do that. Yeah, Q Hulk Hogan. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I went into business for myself, brother. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you can't even do that. It's like, it's like you trying to start a, uh, a catering business, but then you need permission to promote it. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make no sense. They own you. <laughs> they really do. They own your likeness. They, you can't yeah. trademark your name. They want to own your name. You can't use your own name. Even if you get fired there, you can't use that name you use. You have to re re uh, yeah. invent yourself, really, because then you get sued. <laughs> right? There's just so yep. much. And health insurance, man. Another thing is you become a wrestler. There's no health insurance unless you're paying for that. Right, I mean, they're not going to offer you health insurance. You're an independent contractor, unless you work that into your contract, which we haven't seen or heard of, right? But health insurance, man, you're at the mercy of just really not knowing what will happen if you get injured long term, right? There's no 401k, there's no retirement, uh, no what do we call CPP, right? There's nothing like that. Exactly. So it's. Again, there's no guarantee of anything becoming a wrestler, and it's tough. Yeah, you get injured. Yeah, there's the WWE doctors, but then most of the time they'll okay you and clear you to do things because yeah. they're trying to make money off of you. But most of the time, these wrestlers go yeah. to their own doctors that they've been seeing for years and that they trust. Yeah, you know, and they got to pay for that. Yeah, yeah. Q and CM Punk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Staff and, infection. And listen to this. We're naming big names here. CM Punk, Hulk Hogan. These are top stars at one point. And even for them, nothing was guaranteed. Yep. 
So it's the ultimate risk, man. It really is. And I'll be honest here with you, Jermaine. I'll be honest with the smart fans out there. I have the opportunity, and so do you, actually. I was going to talk to you about this off the show, but I'm going to tell you, this kind of um, works into what we're talking about here, the cost of becoming a professional wrestler. I've never been in a wrestling ring. I've always wanted to take a bump. It's kind of like a little dream of mine. Yeah. And um, I don't know about you. I, I assume you haven't been in a ring and you haven't taken a bump. But No. Um, I'd like I'd to. I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> And um, there is this wrestling school in Toronto that um, they're they're offering pro wrestling classes in the greater Toronto area for beginners, intermediate, and advanced wrestlers. And now there's monthly memberships. You get access to their facilities and everything like that. They have wrestling rings, MMA rings, all that stuff. And um, they hold uh, weekly classes and all that stuff. And they're having an open house this Sunday, man, at 11 a.m. And it's a free free wrestling session to find out if this is for you pretty much if you could take a bump and handle it this is for you <laughs> what day is that this sunday man at 11 a.m and i'm highly Where? Con- uh downtown dundas street west man I- i'm i'm highly contemplating it um just for the simple fact of getting into the ring and maybe trying it out i mean i know it's probably not going to be cheap but there's always that what if you know like the opportunities there Say no more. We're calling my bank and asking for a loan. Yeah. (laughs) And they're welcoming, like, you know, all types of, like, skill levels. I mean, intermediate, beginners, advanced members. And they're offering this free, you know, open house at 11 a.m. And and it says, you know, training starts at 11 a.m. Bring your clothes. Bring your change. A clothes and be ready to, to try things out. And that's crazy. And that would be just, you know, suffice. That that would be suffice. You know, that that would that would be really cool to just do. And and the reason why I'm kind of you know not going for it 100% is because it's it's again it's a mental thing. Can I do it? And because I'm a smart exactly. fan, all that we just talked about right here. These are all the obstacles to go through with no guarantee. Right? And so Again, you got to get into that mental state. Like, you're going to want it. I love wrestling. I love talking about it. It's been my life. I collect stuff. But there's another level to this. Yeah. Can you give it all up? Can you go for it to be a pro yeah. wrestler? And that's what's holding me back. Right? And I'm and I'm not young. I mean, I'm I'm, you know, I'm pushing 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of old to become a wrestler. I know there's been wrestlers out there who started later and all that, but yeah, look at Batista. Look at Batista, look at DDP, yeah. right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, that ties into this, you know what I mean? And life is life. There's other priorities, of course. There's commitments and bills and all that stuff. So, but it would be amazing just to to see what this is about, and you know, I'm leaning, I'm I'm sixty forty right now, sixty percent want to go, and forty percent nah, man, like let's not even entertain that. But I mean, I feel like this. I've been feeling like this for a long time, Jermaine. I'm sure there's many out there listening right now, wherever you know, wherever in the world you are, um, you you've probably felt this way, and I can't be alone. I really can't. But oh, honestly, I was. A couple of years ago, I was seriously thinking about it. I was looking to get into a gym, get in shape, and all that stuff. That's another thing, getting in shape, yeah. Yeah, but me having a family and stuff, I'm just like, I yeah. Yeah. have a young family, you know? Like, yeah. I got to be around for them. So, yeah, I was really considering it, man, because I'd love to be in the business. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'd love to take bumps. Yeah. I'd probably be one of those guys that wouldn't mind getting jobbed out because it's a dream. And that's the kind of guys WWE is looking for. <laughs> yeah, you'd be... You'd... Don't you want to go to WrestleMania one day? Uh, no, sir. I'm happy to be on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Be the first yeah. one eliminated in a battle royal. <laughs> exactly. Or have that uh, Santino spot get eliminated and spend one second in the row. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't ready. <laughs> hey, but you still be part of the history books. <laughs> hey, and I, I'd have an action figure. Hey, yeah, that would be the ultimate thing. There's royalties figure. to be made. You got a lawyer up, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Get an agent and be like, hey, man, I know my guy here is a beginner, but I want every action figure sold of Jermaine Meredith. <laughs> he gets at least 2%. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2%. And Vince will be like, 2% of yeah, every. Yeah, your damn mind. Yeah, 2% of every 50,000 sold. <laughs> yeah, but there was only twenty five thousand made. Oh, tough luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this is the ultimate dream for any wrestling fan would be becoming a professional wrestler, hands down. Um, I mean, how many times do you and I and our friends put on fake ladder matches, put on money in the bank matches, and just you know do wrestling moves on each other because that's the dream, right? Um, but the costs of becoming a professional wrestler are not only financially, but emotionally physical and beyond man. And I'm going to calculate what we did here. Did we miss anything before we calculate everything, the yearly expense that we came here so far? I have wrestling school, food for the year, tanning for the year, gear, transportation for the year and, uh, accommodation being the motel. Yeah. Am I missing anything for the initial costs of becoming a professional wrestler, Jermaine? And again, there's no guarantees here that this this will get you anywhere. And there's no guarantee that you'll be paid handsomely to offset yeah. these costs either. So you gotta remember that too. And hey, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to take acting lessons. That might be something to factor hey. in. But that's that's something if you really, really are trying to go top, top tier. Yep, that's an option. Yeah, and and I know for a fact because one of our mutual friends, she does acting lessons, and I think she pays per hour. Um, I think she pays sixty bucks an hour, and she does it twice oh. a week. Um, so that's one twenty yeah. per week. Um, and now let me try and do this here: one twenty times four, which is four weeks in a month. That's four eighty a yep. month. Uh, multiply four eighty by twelve, and that's <laughs> that's five thousand. <laughs> 760 bucks a year. So let's say you want to really do your promo. Because, again, promo work, half the battle is being good on the microphone, my friend. Yeah. Let's not deny it. And even if you're starting out, let's say you get booked yeah. at a, your local indie mm-hmm. show. The pay ranges from, like, what, 50 to, like, $200 a night, maybe? Man, maybe 25 bucks a night, man. And you know what? It, it really depends. Here's man. another thing, Jermaine. Merchandise. That's another way to make money. But guess who's got to make the merchandise? You do. Yeah. So that's another cost. Merchandise. And, that, and you got to make a profit off of that. Right? That's why GoFundMe exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, forget about Don't the Mattel. Don't become the next rock. Forget about Hasbro creations. Forget about Mattel creations. Crowdfund my wrestling career, folks. <laughs> exactly. Crowdfund Smartdown Boulevard's quest of becoming professional wrestlers and professional podcasters. Please do that now. We should join Baron Corbin. Maybe we should help him out. 
Okay, so we have seven things here. Let me just recap. I think we we nailed this. Like just, and I'm pretty sure we're missing some stuff. But just for the sake of, you know, getting it out here, resting school, Jermaine. Okay, let's go. Let's do the math here per year, my friend. Resting school on a high end, five thousand plus food, thirteen thousand a year plus tanning, four hundred and eighty bucks a year plus. We'll do tanning slash gym. That makes sense. Plus, your gear. Say you spend 500 bucks a year on your gear. Transportation, your gas, your insurance. Because don't be driving without insurance out there, folks. Don't don't be stupid. Um, how about 18000 per year? Plus, your accommodations. We're staying in motels, baby, not hotels. You know, we're not staying at the Holiday Inn. We're staying at uh, uh, staying at King's Court motels and stuff like that. Yeah, Motel Six. <laughs> yeah, Motel Six, fourteen hundred a year on a low end. That's on a low end. Plus, you want to work on your promo work, Jermaine. You want to be taken seriously from the beginning. Yeah, five thousand seven hundred and sixty bucks a year. Your total cost. For becoming a professional wrestler, to get just on your way for the first year, Jermaine, is going to cost you a whopping forty-four thousand. Yep, one hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, that I was doing the calculations along with you. I'm just like, jeez. Yep, that's just. And then let's say you're making a hundred grand on the WWE roster. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, yeah, for example, you're making that. So, um, that's half. That's, yeah. But, and let's not forget your taxes. So, Leo Rush, when he was complaining all those years ago about mm. not being paid enough. Yeah. And I was like, what? He's getting $100,000? What mm. is he talking about? But now I know. Now you know. We did the math. So, say $100,000 a year. Minus all these costs, that's forty four thousand one hundred and forty bucks a year, equals up to fifty five thousand eight hundred and sixty bucks before Uncle Sam, or in our case, the CRA, dips in and takes their part. <laughs> Those bastards. Yeah. Yep. Um. So you're looking at about. I'm gonna just say, say they take like you know. I'm gonna say about just above forty thousand dollars. So, yeah. That's and again, we're not pros here at this. We're just going based off oh. what we know, and we're just crunching the numbers. We're just crunching. The <laughs> we're crunching the numbers, and we're just being fans, smart fans. Okay, that's right. So yeah, this is an interesting case study, Jermaine. With that being said, am I picking you up at ten o'clock on Sunday, or should we just discuss it furthermore? We'll discuss it furthermore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was the cost of becoming a professional wrestler. We'll be right back to wrap things up here on the 70th episode of The Boulevard. Woo! You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome back to Smartdown Boulevard, our 70th episode of The Boulevard. This is a great show, Jermaine. Really good. It was. Really good show. We discussed a lot. We had a little bit of everything. 
our main event that usually takes a lot of research, of course. And then we did some uh, shit talking like we always do at uh, AEW's expense. And uh, we discussed something new here that I think we're going to discuss coming up in future episodes. And that's just collecting the whole wrestling, collecting toy collecting, because as much as we love professional wrestling, the wrestling, the shows, we also like collecting stuff. And that is another topic in it in and in a completely a different world, honestly, because it can get expensive. It can get lucrative and frustrating to get the things that we want here in Canada. So there's just so much to discuss there now. So I think we'll be discussing that uh, pretty pretty soon here on the boulevard, right? Yep. And we'll definitely be discussing your Power Rangers hunt because maybe somebody out there can help you. Because <laughs> I know you're not so much of a wrestling f- uh, figure collector. You're more of a Mighty Morphin collector. That's right. Maybe someday in the future. Yeah, and I'll I want to. I want to. You know, I want to discuss that with you because I, like, I know you love wrestling so much. Why don't you want to? You're trying to convert me. I am. I am. <laughs> Well, I just don't get it. I actually have, interestingly enough, when the show ends, I'll show you some stuff that, or I'll tell you I have some stuff from Power Rangers stuff that I'll probably just give you because I don't know what to do with it, and I think you'll appreciate okay. it. So I'll definitely give it to you. But yeah, definitely a great show today. Next week, can you believe it's August already? It's crazy. It's I know, crazy, man. man. Time is going by. Yeah, man, and August is going to be a big month in wrestling. We got SummerSlam. Coming up, of course, and we also have maybe the upcoming arrival of CM Punk uh, at AEW's Rampage from Chicago at the United Center. So, man, it's going to be a packed August for wrestling. I'm excited, Jermaine. We've done 70 episodes of this, and I'm looking forward to the next 70, to be honest with you. So, I am too. It's what it is, man. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. And as always, if you're going to take a bump, guys, Jermaine... Let these smarks know what they got to do. And remember, smarks, you can listen to past episodes of The Boulevard on all the major audio streaming platforms, including Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We come at you every Friday of the year with a new episode, and occasionally we hit you with those two-for-one-week specials on Mondays and Fridays. Keep it here to find out when those special weeks happen. For more content to connect with us and for all things wrestling-related, find us on Instagram at SmartdownBoulevard. That's at SmartdownBLVD to keep the conversation going. This is Smart Down Boulevard!